in a white church in the middle of the wood. A following Trump just the best they could. Some folks like a man, some folks don't. A cussing and a fighting in the old church hall. If you don't agree, better leave them alone. My great beer dogs and burn your home with a little white church. When the church doors open, anything goes. Republican, fundamental Christians go with a little white church. Welcome! Welcome! Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's right, sir. You got a pretty wife. Man, you got a pretty wife. Do you need help? I could pray for you both. God has blessed you twice, sir. Thank you. And you can sit down. Sit the fuck down, bitch. Sit down. I'm your pastor, Bill Reagan White. Okay, everyone, remain calm. As you know, Donald Trump, <coughs> Donald Trump has been indicted by a Georgia grand jury for felony racketeering and several conspiracy charges in his alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 election. I think there is like 19 other co-conspirators such as Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, John Eastman, Kenneth Cheesebro, um, Jeffrey Clark, Rudy, Julie, Giuliani, and, um, so I mean, this must be coming the fuck out of left field. This is like a shot in the fucking dark. So I'm using my Republican critical thinking skills here, and this is just a clear indication that they have fucking nothing, fuck, no fucking evidence, and it's just a shot in the dark. This is a cold case. Cold case. These liars, liberal liars, are trying to say Trump is part of a RICO conspiracy to overturn the results of this lost election. Although we Republicans do not believe Trump actually lost, so we have no problem that Trump tried to recruit a whole team of sharp individuals and intellectuals to, you know, steal the election back because it was stolen from them first. So I don't see any problem with what he did. He's being charged for what they're accusing him of, but they're not, you know, taking into account the, the mindset of Trump. Rudy is familiar with the, you know, the RICO charge because he, you know, pioneered it. And, and that just shows how smart, you know, fucking smart Rudy is. Hey, let me commit a crime in a group setting. No way they will come after me and use the same law that I helped put in place to go after groups of criminals. No way they can bundle me. That's one smart, intelligent motherfucker right there. That's an intelligent Republican man right there, Rudy Giuliani. And Rudy also made the hair dye he wears. It's called Just for Alpha Men. Republican Jet Black. Extra runny. And there is a light run too. And um, Rudy makes a strong bottle of Tennessee whiskey called MAGA Turkey. 192 proof alcohol. And that's 192 proof of being drunk off his ass and guilty as fucking hell Rico. Do you trust this guy who fondled himself on, you know, the Borat movie? I do. Seems like a straight fucking shooter to me. 
How could anyone like him commit a crime? I mean, come on. This is out of fucking control. Do we really trust this group together, this MAGA group together? I mean, a lot of them need to keep their fucking hands to themselves, but for the most part, us Republicans believe this is a solid group of intellectually strong people, and, and the only conclusion I can draw is they must have got set up by the liberals. The liberals had no right calling them out on their attempts to steal the election back by illegal means. These liberals are out of fucking control. That's the only conclusion I can draw because just look at how how sound-minded our president is and the co-conspirators are are just so sound-minded. They they're like the the Manson family. They scheme together as a as a group to commit crimes. Trump needs to get that, you know, Nazi symbol carved in his fucking head like, you know, Charles Manson. Trump would look so distinguished with that swastika on his fucking forehead. The reason why Trump would need that on his forehead, though, is because people are not grasping the fact that he's, you know, a fucking Nazi. How anti-Semitic does Trump need to get before people acknowledge it? I mean, Hitler set the bar pretty fucking high, so I don't think Trump can, you know, unless we get him back in office, can reach that limit, but he'll certainly try. So yeah, but what I'm saying is this could not have unfortunately happened to a more intelligent Christian American group of wonderful people. And I, the only conclusion I can draw is that they are set up and that these people need to get back in office. They need to get the fuck back in office. But I think Trump has a good, solid defense plan, though. Trump's defense plan is to go on live TV with conflicting narratives and admit to the crimes and tweet about it 24-7. Then if that doesn't work, he's going to tell his lawyers to go fuck themselves and that he calls the shots. And he's going to threaten the judges and all the witnesses and everybody. And he's going to try to, to just obstruct, obstruct, and delay and delay Ultimately, his main defense is like, don't worry, I will just become the president of the United States and that will fix it. That's a crazy person's defense. Imagine if like, you know, BTK, Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, all they had to do was become president and they would have never gone to fucking jail. I think the hard part that Trump has figured out is being a psychopathic criminal with enough supporters who would still vote for you regardless of, you know, you know, being a fucking criminal. Like, oh, I like that BTK. He would be a good Republican president, I tell you why. I want that criminal to be my president so fucking bad. Say hello to Trumpism. Trump got indicted four times in one year. Yeah, let's make him the president. Oh, please make him our president. Can you believe this, Fonnie Willis, trying to say that our Trump is like a mob, like boss, and charging him with Rico? Woke up this morning, grabbed myself a fudge. I will say Donald Trump looks like an orange Vito Corleone, you know, uh, but not as in good shape as Vito was in that movie. Let's get our text to put up on the big screen, um, Fonnie Willis is planning this indictment. 
Thank you for joining us. I'm here with the prosecutors and investigators who have worked diligently on the investigation of criminal attempts to interfere in the administration of Georgia's 2020 presidential election. Today, based on information developed by that investigation, a Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment, charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. The indictment includes 41 felony counts and is 97 pages long. Please remember that everyone charged in this bill of indictment is presumed innocent. And there you have it. She said that they're innocent. So, um, like I'm saying, she's got nothing. This is a nothing burger. As you can tell, she had no evidence and she can hardly even bring these charges because, like, there's nothing to go on. I don't even know how she's getting away with this. This is crazy how she can indict all these fucking people. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, she's got nothing, man. And, um, how does Trump act during this time? He just acts like it's a normal day. Thank you for coming out for my fourth indictment in one year's time. Thank you. Woohoo! We're doing great, aren't we? If Trump were to be sentenced to the death penalty, he would be like, Hey y'all, thanks for coming out to see my lethal injection. I really appreciate your support. I will not surrender. I will not be dead. I assure you this is all just a fucking witch hunt. It's all a hoax. Don't believe your eyes. I will not actually be dead or executed. I'm, I'm not impeached, indicted, convicted, or um, executed. I, it, it's not real. It's fake. I'm your president. I will always be your president. And I'm going to get reelected again. I never lost. It's all fake. And then the Trump supporters will see Trump's body get tagged with a number and then thrown into an incinerator. It's a hoax. Trump's not dead. It's all the fucking deep state. That didn't even look real. Yeah, I don't believe anything other than what Trump tells me, okay? So, okay, so let's get our, um, our text to put up on the, the big screen, Trump's mugshot. Can we get our text to put that up on the big screen, the Trump mugshot? I know it's disturbing to see him like that. It's terrible, but look look at him. That is a beautiful mugshot. This guy is beautiful. He's like 6'3 and 215 pounds. That just shows you how Trump is getting special treatment at the jail because he's an alpha male, you know? So Trump told them, hey, I'm 6'3 and 215 pounds, and they made that dumbass pissed off face. And they took his picture like that. And they went with it. What the photographer should have done was be like, 6'3", 215 pounds, my ass. Get your, your back against that wall, asshole. Okay, that's 5'10". On the scale, you fucking asshole. Okay, that's 280 pounds. Damn. Okay, look at the camera. I'm not taking it until you get that dumbass fucking look off your ugly fucking face, fuckhead. 
But man, that is a good looking motherfucker right there. I will be honest with this church because it's about honestly. I need to be honest with this church. Ever since that mugshot was released, I've been jacking it to that picture. Not in a homosexual way. But in a way like, I appreciate that Trump is a superior being to me. It's like, you know, that Farrah Fawcett red bikini poster. Well, this is the new equivalent to that picture. Us Republicans are jacking it every day to this fucking mugshot. Raise your hand in this church if you jack it to this. Yeah, that's nearly everybody in here. I love how he looks all tough and pissed off. He looks like Clint Eastwood or something, except fatter and uglier. And He's like Rambo, you know. Mm, he's all tough, tough. He's tough. Mm, that turns me on. That turns my Republican gears, buddy. And let me tell you, let me give you my vision, my vision of America. I believe that we should, um, like before sporting events, like football games, we play the national anthem. Show this Trump mugshot up on the on the jumbo screen, and everyone should jack off watching at home in the stadium and get celebrities to come jack off before the sporting events. You know, it would really kick off the game. It would be amazing. Okay, so I put this um, mugshot picture of um, Donald Trump on on this here blow up doll. We're gonna keep it here at the front of the church. I've had um, a couple goes with her this morning in, in, in private prayer. And um, if any of y'all need to have a moment with Donald, be sure to take him into the, to the back room over here and lift yourself in spirit and in prayer with the Lord. And let all that's been inside come out. And um, if y'all need to go as a group and pray together, Y'all do so as needed. This blow-up doll, Trump, is right here. And I only ask that the prayer groups be 5 to 10 people at a time. No more than 10 to 15 minutes apiece. Give everyone a turn. I can't have an empty church. I know how eager you guys are. This doll comes equipped with a purple dildo, courtesy of Hank Vermont. Okay, so first come, first serve. Hey Fred, sit the fuck down. That's 10 people already. You're number 11. Shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down. Okay, let's worship, okay? This is Trump's in. Donald Trump's in. This is Trump's in. Megatron's in the end of our elect falsely plans. Trump's in of everything redneck. Trump's in no logic to comprise. Trump's in I'll never grab your pussy. Again. Can you picture what will be fucking liberal history? 
Roger Stone's fucking hand And a desperate badge Lost in a Epstein Wilderness of pain And all the children on Agha All the children was a pretty song right there however i don't believe that we are anywhere near trump's end and i think trump will beat four indictments with little time before the election with no defense or any credible defense anyway um he's gonna beat it all because i trust in my lord but enough about our orange fucking lord let's speak about our prayer requests so okay so let's go over these damn fucking prayer requests let's pray for brother steve kearns i don't know if you've heard word is getting around he has been arrested and and charged for the murder of his wife nancy and her alleged rapist because we all believe what steve has told us in the police as a Christian, honest man, we know Steve to be. Christians would never lie to the fucking police. And that's why I believe Trump does not tell a fucking lie to the police. And neither does my boy, Steve Kearns. So, according to Steve, Steve walked in on his wife in their marital bed with a young attractive rapist i mean this rapist was very good looking okay people chiseled abs and a jaw chiseled everything was fucking chiseled okay this pervert somehow got steve's wife to to take a dick and say yeah keep it coming keep it coming baby Oh, give it to me, Peter. Yeah, keep giving it to me. Oh, my God. I love your big cock. So, according to Steve Kearns, this rapist shot Nancy in the head while she was orgasming intensely and then turned the gun on himself 
shooting himself in his own penis, and then shooting himself in the back of the head, execution style. Steve was, you know, horrified and tried to talk the young rapist down from killing himself, but he says that this, you know, young rapist was just so upset that he raped a clearly married woman and that he just could not go on living knowing what he had done to this married man. So the cops asked Steve why this alleged rapist didn't kill you. And Steve said, I'm not sure. Maybe it's because he saw, you know, how upset I was. And, and I'm just not entirely sure. Probably because he saw God through me. And when the cops found gunpowder residue on Steve's hand, Steve said, Well, I am a gun owner just like anyone in the South. So, I just returned from the shooting range. So, that, that's specifically why. I bet everyone in the South has gunpowder residue on their shooting hand at any time. That's the classic line that all us Republicans say when the cops are pressing us about why we have... You know, gunpowder on our hands after someone we know ends up murdered. Oh yeah, officer, I was at the shooting range. I was at the shooting range. I just got back. Just got back, buddy. I can't tell you how many times with me being a Republican gun-owning man from the South, I've been conflicted, asked that very question, and have given that exact same fucking excuse. Yeah, the shooting range. It's our go-to, buddy. Hey, it's convincing. I'm sure with all of you being from the South and here at this church, that you've probably used that excuse from time to time, too. It's also good to always go to the shooting range in your free time and do it often, not only to practice your murdering skills, I mean defense skills, but to also have an alibi for when you get caught with gunpowder residue on your hands by the cops. When someone is, you know, in your inner circle, turns out murdered. It's good to have an excuse. If you're going to the gun range all the fucking time, people won't question you. Then the cops said... Uh, in that big, you know, cop language, you know, authoritarian speech, they said, well, you know, Peter does not have a gunpowder residue on his hands, and neither does Nancy. Also, the gun we found on Peter is registered to you. Did you not take your gun to the range? And Steve was all, you know, like, uh, flustered, and he scratched his head, and he was like, well, uh, I own like, you know, 200 guns and all. Uh, I keep them lying around, you know, the house all the time for easy access just in case I feel threatened. But, um, this rapist, he probably grabbed one of my furniture guns and killed my, my wife. And the cops were like, sir, we aren't arguing with you about your American right to own several guns. We are just trying to understand what exactly happened here. So, let's recap. The perpetrator, Peter, the guy you said raped your wife, shot your wife while she was orgasming, and then felt immediate remorse seeing you, the husband, walk in on them. 
And Steve Kearns was like, ding, 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 bingo. You got it, buddy. Case fucking closed. Now let's get these, the coroners or whoever, get these fucking bodies out of here and let's move on. Okay? But yeah, you're exactly right. There was immediate remorse because this rapist felt so bad seeing me, the husband, come in. Because, you know, there are numerous pictures of me and my wife on the walls along with, you know, Christian memorabilia such as crosses and uh, Christian knickknacks and things like that. And look at that one sign over there. It says, This family prays in God. This family prays in God. And don't tell me that rapist didn't see all these fucking Bibles I have in this house. I bet you could trip on all these Bibles scattered throughout the fucking house. All these guns and Bibles all over the damn fucking house. I almost have more Bibles than guns. And and Peter knew that he raped a happily married, faithful, Christian woman. Although my wife has flirted with, you know, that rapist in her yoga class numerous times. She never believed that the rapist would, you know, follow her home and, you know, uh, rape her. And that I had been also, you know, trailing them. I was hot on the trail, spying on them for months. This Peter Vernon guy took my wife out for dinner numerous times. Oftentimes, the rapist would text her and... I would say, who is that? And she'd be like, oh, oh, that's Peter from the yoga class. He is just asking me things like, you know, uh, about the yoga class. And um, she even got me to, you know, take a picture with her, you know, phone of her in downward dog yoga pose. And she was like in a thong. So she got me to send that picture to Peter. And I was like, don't you think this is a little too much here? And one time, a whole bouquet of flowers came to the house. It was from Peter. They, they thought I didn't see, but I watched them for months. My wife would just come home in the best fucking moods after yoga. I was like, what in the fuck? Why are you so fucking happy? And she'd be like, oh, you know, yoga. And I'd be like, what the fuck? And after I started spying on them, I was finding out Peter would take her in the back yoga room and be making love to her. I mean, um, raping her. This abuse, this raping went on for fucking months. Oftentimes in my own fucking house. He did this for fucking months, this fucking rapist bastard. My wife told me she flirts sometimes with people. And it doesn't mean anything. But it seems like it meant something with Peter. She says it just makes her feel younger. And, you know, attractive and sexy. And that, you know, she probably doesn't think that I make her feel younger, sexy, or attractive, or whatever. And she would never cheat on me. She said she'd never cheat on me. But this Peter guy, she cheated on... I, I mean, Peter is a rapist.
And the cops were like, whoa, let me stop you right there, buddy. Uh, listen, don't call him a rapist anymore. Peter is clearly not a rapist. It, it sounds like your wife is having a consensual affair. I'm sorry to break it to you, but they were enjoying each other, clearly. And it sounds like you are the jealous husband who could not handle that, so you killed them both. You basically have a motive to kill, and Peter really had no motive to kill your wife and himself. From what I can tell, Peter loved your wife. There may have been motive, you know, for Peter to you know, murder you perhaps because like you are the husband in the way of his true love and um but I don't see him killing himself and his woman well your wife but he cl clearly they were a thing and Steve started screaming no no you don't fucking get it it was like he couldn't have her then no one could have her. So he offed himself and her. Now I am single and no one can have her. And, and I can't be with my wife because of him. So no one wins. That's what Peter wanted. This motherfucker succeeded. The cops were like, no, I don't think Peter was really afraid of losing your wife. Clearly he had her full devotion. I think there was really not any motive here for Peter to do this. I'm just saying. And Steve's face got fucking red as hell. And he was like, oh, that's what Peter was thinking. You're playing right into Peter's hand. He was all like, you know, the police will never fucking believe you. So I will frame the husband. I will frame this husband. Hey, I'm already fucking his wife. I might as well frame Steve. I will frame Steve. It's like Matlock. And then one of the cops picked up a Kama Sutra book that was left on the bed. Yeah, it looks like they were practicing different advanced sexual positions. This one position they have the book turned to is called the, the Blossoming Lotus Flower. That's the position I believe they were in when they were killed. I think it would have been... You know, impossible for Peter to shoot Nancy and then shoot his own dick and himself in the back of the head in the heat of the moment in this position? Are you telling me he did that in this position? And Steve screamed, oh the fuck he did. It fucking happened. I saw this guy fucking do it. That sick fucking bastard. Oh my God. I'm like Harrison Ford from The Fugitive. Or like, you know, Donald Trump. I have been falsely accused of a crime. I am the fugitive. I didn't kill my wife. And then Steve Kearns quickly grabbed a container of bleach and poured it all over the dead bodies. The cops were like, put that fucking bleach down. And Steve reached for one of his, you know, you know furniture guns that he has. But then he was tackled by a cop. So the cops arrested Steve Kearns. We must pray, though, for Steve Kearns that he does not serve any time for these false, these false charges against this Christian man. And also, Steve wanted me to let this church know he is single now and looking to date. 
once he can clear up this misunderstanding down at the courthouse. And Trump always said, if they come after me, they will come after you. Well, they just came after Steve and pinned a murder of his wife and Peter, some Peter guy, rapist guy, on him. They're saying that he did this falsely, and it's just fucking sick. It's fucking ridiculous, and I'm pretty sure the deep state is going to stick it to Steve with um, all the circumstantial evidence against him, and um, this poor man is a victim of our justice system, and I'm also looking forward to his 60 Minutes episode coming out. And yeah, um, 60 Minutes is doing a piece on Steve Kearns and I can't wait to see it. But of course the liberal media is making it out like, you know, Steve is a cold-blooded murderer or something. And of course that's going to be their, you know, liberal talking points that Steve did all this and they're going to make it look like he did it. So, I don't know what to do. I, I pray for him. Hope that he comes out of this. But, he's probably going down. But, hey, let's hear some more of that, you know, psychedelic, you know, Doors type music. And, I'm going to pop some of this um, LSD ivermectin and listen to this fucking shit. You know. Yeah, let's go. The Oath Keeper awoke before dawn. He put his hat on. He took a shit. He took a shit in the ancient gallery. He walked on to the Capitol. He went into a room where uh, Nancy Pelosi's desk was. And he, um, put his feet up on her table. Walked on to the Capitol. And he came to a door. He looked inside. Mike Pence, yes, son. I want to you. Ivanka? I want to. Oh, yeah, baby. Alright, so at Little White Church this morning, I have a very special surprise for you. And you're only going to get this kind of entertainment at Little White Church. Don't try to go to a church and get entertainment like this or anywhere else in the media. You're not going to get honest fucking, you know, entertainment like Little White Church that's going to, you know, say, you know, there's a, you know, a Republican nut job out there. They're crazy. You're not going to fucking get it. 
we're going to tell it how it is. And if that's offensive to you, what the fuck? That's what's happening in this world. So, I mean, damn. Wake the fuck up, okay? So, I um, got this, this surprise for you. I wrote a screenplay um, that I sent off to, you know, Paramount, uh, Universal, Sony, Steven Spielberg, and um, DreamWorks, you know, all the big hitters. And I expect to get a letter or, you know, maybe an email or a call back or, you know, so- something sometime, you know, but you see... My script, my screenplay is a depiction of like, you know, Trump going to prison. I want to present this to you guys so I can get your honest fucking opinions and tell me how it is. I want to know, is it any good? I I feel really insecure about it, but I think it's good. I, I read it to some random guy, you know, at the tractor supply company and he loved it. So, this is just a story about what if our Lord Trump somehow got convicted and did go to jail? What would that be like, you know? And I would like those in the church that volunteered to do this table read to come forward. We're doing the table read, people. Bring your scripts. You've been practicing all fucking week. Bring them up. Yep. I need my text in the booth to, to, you know, add the sound effects and the music and all the ambience. You know, uh, we're going to present to this church a fucking table read of my script I personally wrote. I put my whole being, my whole reputation on the fucking line for this script. And it's called The Shaw Skank Unfulfillment. Donald Trump came to Shawskank Prison in late 2024 for several offenses, paying Stormy Daniels hush money, the retention of top secret government documents, his efforts to overturn a legitimate election, which includes RICO charges for being part of an organized crime group. On the outside, he had once been president in 2016, but then on the other hand, uh, he was owner of a failed airline industry, a failed state company, failed casinos, and numerous failed businesses. Whenever we get a new bus of criminals sent to our prison, all us prisoners would run out to the fucking yard and watch these bastards upon arrival. It was one of the, you know, more fun activities we look forward to from time to time. I heard we was getting a large group that particular morning. Individuals involved with Trump like Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, Jeffrey Clark, John Eastman, Kenneth Chesbrough, and many more fucking dipshits from that side of the woods. We would stand out there, cheer, and cuss them as they come in from the prison bus. Of course, Trump arrived in a fucking limo. All the asshole cops would stand out there with their shotguns, 
to intimidate the fuck out of these new inmates. I remember there was this one really bigoted asshole cop. He went by the name of Derek Chauvin. He was also an inmate at the prison, but because he had police experience, they allowed him to be the head prison guard of Shawskank. Derek grabbed the first guy off the bus who was clearly a white guy named Rudy Giuliani, but Rudy's black hair dye had ran down his face giving him the appearance of someone foreign. So, of course, big tough Derek Chauvin had to rough him up a bit. Derek grabbed Rudy by the collar. Do you speak English, S.A.? Hey, you get your fucking hands off me. I am Rudolph Giuliani. You listen to me. You follow these officers, okay? I, I haven't seen such a sorry heap of MAGA shit in my life. Fuck you, MAGA bitches! Fuck you, MAGA bitches! Fuck you! Taking bets today, Morgan. Smokes or coins, better's choice. Alright, put me down for two. Alright, who's your horse? That one right there that looks like a little bitch. Yeah, that No, not that, that one. Yeah, he looks like a little bitch. The one with the hair dye coming down his face. Yeah, he looks like a fucking bitch. He's already started to cry a little bit. That guy's an asshole. That guy is going to cry like a fucking bitch tonight. I, I guarantee you. Not bad. Not not bad choice. I think that's Rudy Giuliani, former New York governor. He is here on RICO charges, and he's actually the creator of the RICO charge itself. So I'm sure a lot of fellows in here won't take kindly to that. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. I'll take that action. You're out some smokes, I tell you that. Okay, if you're so smart, why don't you call it? Alright, that Waisley looking fuck right there. Uh, which one? Right there, Morgan. I'm pointing right at him. Look, right there. Which one? You're gonna have to be more specific. Alright, well, he's old. He's overweight. Um, he, he looks like a dumbass. He, he looks like he would just let you fuck his wife. But he would, like, make you uncomfortable because he would just keep staring at you while you're fucking his wife. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, which one? Which one? That could be any of them, you know? Is it John Eastman? Uh, Sidney Powell? No, that, that Mark Meadows guy. Third guy from the back. Put me down for a quarter dick. I must admit, I didn't think much of Donald Trump the first time I laid eyes on him. Looked like a rotten orange in a tree that could easily fall from a stiff breeze just so easily blowing him over. That was my first observation of the man. As he came closer in my viewpoint, I was like, holy fucking shit, this man looks like John Wayne Gacy as Pogo the Murder Clown. This is a sick-looking individual. He was being escorted by entourage of Secret Service members. I just knew that this was a privileged white guy, and he was probably 150% absolutely, probably 150 fucking percent going to fucking cry like a fucking bitch tonight in his fucking cell. Who do you got, Morgan? That orange Pogo the Clown looking motherfucker with a silver spoon up his fucking asshole. Who, Donald Trump? Fuck yeah, and I bet ten cigarettes. <laughs> That's a rich bet. Who the fuck is gonna prove me wrong? Who the fuck here is gonna prove my ass wrong? 
That guy looks like a fucking orange idiot. I have never seen such a ridiculous coward come through this fucking place the whole time I've been incarcerated. That guy looks like an orange fucking big ass pussy. I bet a whole fucking sleeve of cigarettes. I'm that fucking sure. This guy is a fucking pussy. He's gonna cry tonight, okay? I happen to get my hands on the new inmate list. Check this out. This Donald Trump fella put his height down as 6'3", and his weight down as 215. Now, look at that fat fuck right there. Does he look like he's 6'3", 215? He looks like he's 300 pounds, give or take, and he's probably 5'10", maybe 5'11". No more than 6 feet. Come on. This guy is privileged, but that shit ends today in Shawskank. This fucking asshole is gonna sing. Okay, you know what? I want to change my bet. Yeah, I want to change my bet too. No, no, boys. These bets are locked now. I'm more than likely gonna get those cigarettes by the morning dew. So then they brought in the indicted Trump convicts to meet the warden, Bill Barr. Okay, this is Mr. Derek Chauvin. He's an inmate, but he is also a white privileged captain of the guards here at Shawskank. And I'm Mr. Bill Barr, the warden. You are convicted felons. That's why they, Alvin, uh, Jack Smith, Fanny Willis, um, have sent you to me. Uh, rule number one. No taking the Lord's name in vain. You can say fuck or whatever cuss words you like, but do not cuss our Lord's name in vain. The other rules, well, you'll figure out as you go along, okay? As you can tell, in jail, pretty much all jail rules apply. Um, just stay in your fucking cell and stay in jail. It's pretty fucking simple. Some people can't understand that, but, um, I think anyway, um... Uh, is there any questions? Yes, Mr. William Barr. W when do we eat? <laughs> you eat when we say you eat. You shit when we say you shit. You piss when we say you piss. You got that, you maga dick, motherfucker. Okay, that's enough, Derek. You know he's white. There, there's no need to go over the top again and get another conviction for yourself. I believe in two things. Discipline, justice, America. Um, what's the other thing I believe in, Derek? That would be um republicanism. I believe in two things. The Lord, uh, America, the discipline, and as Derek pointed out, um, uh, republicanism. And I believe in the Bible. The Mormon Bible, that is. Welcome to Shaw Skank. The first night's the toughest, no doubt about it. They marched you as naked as the day you were born. That did not work out too well for Trump and most of these individuals. Trump, as you know, has a micro-mushroom penis. When they put you in that cell, and those balls slam home, that's when you know it's fucking for real. Whole life blown away over a damn election. Nothing left but all the time in the world to think about it. And how you got owned by the liberals. 
Most new fish come close to madness the first night. But we're talking about radical Republican MAGA supporters, so where's the fucking line drawn? Somebody usually always breaks down crying. Happens every fucking time. The only question is, which dipshit tonight is going to be the one? Out of this group of motherfuckers, it was hard to fucking tell. It's a good thing to bet on as any, I guess. I had my money on Donald J. Trump. LIGHTS OUT YOU MOTHERFUCKERS! As soon as the lights went out, Donald Trump, sure enough, unprovoked, started squealing like a fucking pig. It's a witch hunt, okay? It's a witch hunt! The corrupt Biden administration is coming after me. If they can get to me, they can get to you. Russia, if you're listening, get me the fuck out of this prison. Some of the other prisoners started chanting Biden 2024 to get under Trump's skin, while some proud boys in the facility took the time to praise the alpha male and chant Trump nonsense. How anyone could support a whiny bitch like that is beyond me. I myself started chanting Joe Biden phrases because I have to tell you this Trump guy was a real fucking asshole. I'm riding with Joe Biden. I'm riding with Joe Biden. Biden 2024. Biden 2024. I want to go home. I want to go home to my logo. Okay. I want to get on True Social, Twitter, X, what the fuck it is. I don't belong here. Get me the fuck out of here. That's when fucking Derek Chauvin came back in. What the Christ is going on in here? Ooh, you took the Lord's name in vain? I'm telling William Barr. You'll be telling him with a baton up your ass. Please, just hear me out, Derek. It's all a big witch hunt. It's a, f- a fabrication. You of all people should know, Derek. You should know. Look what they did to you. If they can do it to you, they can do it to me. And if they can do it to me, they can do it to you. And they're just doing us both like a gangbang. You killed a black man by suffocating him on the street in broad daylight. And you're innocent, just like me. I'm innocent just like you were innocent men. Hey, look, you are my president, obviously, and I am a MAGA Trump supporter, obviously. Um, but in here, they gave me the opportunity to be the lead prison guard, and I don't want to waste that. I get a big, comfortable room to live in, and I don't have to be among all the filth in here, the common prisoners. I got something good going on, Okay. So if someone acts up, no matter who it is, I have to act on it or I could lose my position. I'm sure of all people you should understand that. It's cutthroat in here, okay? Now I'll give you to the count of three to shut the fuck up or I'm going to try that in a small town on your ass, okay? One. What about two. Hillary? What about Hunter Biden? What about them? Alright, open that fucking cell. That's when Derek Chauvin was supposedly going to beat the ever-living shit out of his hero, Donald J. Trump. Okay, get your ass out of that fucking cell. Uh, Hey, Donald, Donald, listen. I'm your number one fan, okay? Just pretend like I'm hurting you. 
Then I will get you to, you know, a better room. Okay? Derek, what the fuck are you talking about? Dumbass fuck Trump! I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you. Act like I'm kicking your ass. Oh, I get it. We'll pretend. Take that, you bitch! Yeah! Oh, take that, fuck. bitch! Take yeah, it, fucking oh. take it! Oh, it fucking hurts. Oh, ah. you put your fist in me, Derek Chauvin. Ugh. Oh, it fucking hurts. Oh, come here. You are all ah. Derek Chauvin. Fuck. You nailed my fucking ass. Oh. Kicked it. Oh. You beat me up. Oh, I'm coming for you. Take his ass to the hole. Let that be a lesson to you fucking bastards. If I have to come back here from my privileged lead guard room again... I'm going to send you all to the fucking hole. And I'll treat you just like I did Trump. Oh shit, we better straighten up. Yeah, I, I don't want to be done like that. That night, Donald Trump won me a sleeve of cigarettes. Trump cried like a little bitch all night. I heard that Derek Chauvin secretly invited him over to his white privileged room that night. And the men shared the night together. Makes sense because supposedly Trump was in the hole all night. Maybe he was in a different hole. That's just the prison lingo and rumor, of course, but I've been hearing things around the, the jail and makes sense. Decent enough sense as it is, given the history of MAGA spores to the cult of Donald Trump. I'm sure Derek was probably devastated to see his president in jail. The next day, I was in the recreation prison yard throwing the baseball with a friend when Donald Trump came easing behind me. Hello, I'm Donald J. Trump, the 45th President of the United States of America. The porn star fucking document-taking January 6th instigator and false selector scheming MAGA-leading cult leader. Let me ask you, why'd you do it? I'm innocent. It's a witch hunt. The Biden administration is weaponizing the Justice Department. Joe Biden was stealing the election. Seven the election fraud cases were thrown out of court due to having lack of evidence. So those pictures of government documents by your shitter, were they fake too? You did everything they accused you of, boy. You got convicted, you dumb fucking ass. And anyone, everyone in here says they're innocent, even though we know that's not fucking true deep down. Everyone in here is innocent. I'm innocent. That motherfucker over there is innocent. We're all innocent, but we're in fucking jail, right? So how the fuck do we get here? That's an unspoken truth. It's like with you maggots with this election denial. We know who won. Joe Biden won, and I bet a lot of you MAGA supporters, including yourself, Donald, believe deep down Joe Biden won fair and fucking square. And you're too much of a little fucking bitch to admit that. What does a person like you think about the election? Do you think I'm innocent? Come on. Alright, I'll tell you the truth. I think you're guilty as fuck. And I think Joe Biden beat your ass by 5 million votes. And I think your sorry ass got in here because of your dumb ass ego. Fake fucking news. That's why I gotta say. But I understand... That you're a man 
who knows how to get things. I've been known to locate things from time to time. I got Rick over there on Nintendo Switch. He enjoys it immensely. I was wondering if you would get me a rock hammer. What? You know, a uh, rock hammer. What is it and why? What's it to you? I don't trust your ass. If you ask me even for a toothbrush or a non-lethal object, I would still wonder what the fuck a dipshit like you is going to try to do with it. So yes, a lethal object would most definitely render some kind of explanation. Okay, well, it's six to seven inches. It's long. Oh my god. It looks like a miniature pickaxe, but it's much smaller than the other pickaxes. Uh, pickaxe? Don't you think that would hurt your booty hole? You're just going to use the handle end, right? No, no. It's for rocks. I like to carve rocks. It's what I like to do, okay? I like to carve rocks. Will you help me get my rocks off? Okay, fine. How much does this fucking thing cost? I would say now, in Biden's economy, $10. But under my administration, it was only $5. Okay, well, there's a 50% upcharge because this is a specialty item. I'm going to have to get this shit from like a, a Dick Sporting Goods or a fucking Amazon. So it's going to be some work trying to get. So let's call it even 20 I want the fucking money up front too because I don't trust your fucking ass. Because like you never paid your fucking lawyers. Don't you worry. I'll get you your fucking money. I pay my lawyers through the Stop the Steal Fund and through my amazing supporters. I will pay you through that, I promise. You're wasting your money if you ask me. I mean your supporters' money. Why is that? Well, the lead guard, Derek Chauvin, loves to do surprise inspections. If they catch you with it, you're going to lose it. Well, I don't think that's going to be a problem because me and Derek Chauvin, we get along great. Got mm. along just fine with Derek Chauvin. People don't like you saying that, but me and Derek Chauvin got along just fine. Oh. We, we have a great relationship and Come I have on. moved in and Derek is letting me share his room at his white privileged league guard quarter and oh. I get along fine with him. Okay, well, if Derek Chauvin finds you with it, or any god for that matter find you with it, and you mention my name, you keep my name out your fucking mouth, okay? Or I slap the fucking shit out of you, and we never do business again. Not for a shoelace or a stick of gum. Now you got that, motherfucker? Could you also get me a poster of Stormy Daniels? Man, you don't know when to quit, do you? Yeah, I can get you that poster of that porn actress, but that's gonna cost you... I mean, your supporters, 20 more dollars. So, you owe me $40 up front, motherfucker. Okay, here it is. Empty your oh. fucking pockets. Okay. Give me your fucking take cigarettes, there. too, take. motherfucker. Okay, take the cigarettes. Now, give me that money, asshole. Yes, right. All right. Uh, thank you, Mr. Um, um. The name's Morgan. Morgan Freeman. Yes, I know that's a big actor in Hollywood. I happen to sound like him. And you look like him too. Okay, now you get the fuck on out of here, you racist motherfucker. I'm sure the Proud Boys would like to get your damn autograph over there. They're just looking at you, staring at you. A lot of them are here on account of your fucking ass. Now get the fuck on, boy. I'll bring that hammer and the Storm of Daniels poster when it's ready, okay? Don't you see I'm trying to throw the damn baseball over here with my actual friend? 
About a week later, I got Trump his Stormy Daniels poster and his rock hammer like he wanted. And a couple days after that, I saw that orange tub of lard out pacing the yard with his hands in his pockets. It looked like Trump was touching himself or something. He must have really enjoyed that poster. It looked like he was jacking it from his under trousers. Then I saw a bunch of, I'm not sure if I'm correct at that time, but um, it looked like shit nuggets coming from his pants. I confronted Donald about this. What the fuck are you doing, Donald? Are you jacking off or shitting your pants? Look, Morgan, this does not really concern you. I'm getting my rocks off here. I was jacking the wall all night in Derek Chauvin's room. Derek helped me jack it all fucking night. We almost got through the fucking wall. We have a ways to go, but I tell you, Derek is doing a tremendous job. One hell of a job. We get along great. We get along so well. Derek really helped me open that hole up. I'm telling you that that rock hammer really did the trick. Derek was really able to get up in that hole and leave a decent gap. Listen, I don't want to hear about you two uh, banging. I, I'm, I'm glad that you're embracing this side of yourself, given your Republican bigoted background. But, hey, I'm not interested. You know, I support you coming out, and um, but that's as far as it goes, okay? I'm not interested, but um, I just don't know why the fuck you would be friends with that dirty racist fucking cop anyway. Morgan, there are benefits to being friends with Derek Chauvin, okay? We are friends with benefits. For instance, I talked him into letting us have McDonald's and cocaine up on the rooftop tomorrow. I want you to come and bring your friends. It beats having to tar the roof. It gets us out of manual labor, you know, so let's go. And that's how it came to pass. But on the first day of the job, the fake electors crew of insurrectionists, Proud Boys, Kanye West, Nick Fuentes, many white nationalists, also normal level-minded folks like myself, and all us convict crew of roof tars wound up sitting in a row at 10 o'clock in the morning snorting mounds of Colombian style cocaine and eating McRibs and Big Macs for McDonald's courtesy of the hardest nut job who ever walked a turn at Shawskank State Prison. Eat up you bitches and snort that shit! The colossal fuck even managed to sound magnanimous. Maybe it was the coke. Or maybe it was because of the make day runs. Fuck, I don't know. We sat and ate Big Macs and did cocaine with the sun on our shoulders and felt like corporate billionaires. Part of the 1%. We were the lords of the ring and I was like fucking Frodo or some shit. As for Donald Trump, he spent that break hunkered in his own personal stack of prescription pills, Viagra, Oxycontin, a prostitute, cocaine, and a double cheeseburger. He had a strange smile on his face watching me personally as he fucked that prostitute. So I just did more drugs and ate more McDonald's to get that image erased from my mind. But fucker kept staring at me. One could even argue that Trump did a good deed for us in jail and gave us just for one day the privilege him and Derek have. Later that day, and because Trump was high, Donald Trump did something pretty insane even for him. He locked all the doors to Warden William Barr's office, put the intercom microphone up to the boombox, and played the January 6th insurrection song he had made with the January 6th 
quartet for us all to hear in the prison. Oh, can you see Everyone in the prison stopped what they were doing and listened. Some crazies even put their hand over their heart. Donald, open that door! Donald, open that door! The guards were banging on the door to try to turn that racket off. To this day, I can't tell you what those white supremacists were singing about. Truth is, I didn't want to know. Some things are best left unsaid. To be honest, this January 6th quartet sounded like shit. I think I would honestly be more inclined to listen to Nickelback or some shit to the liking of that. It makes your brain ache to hear a song sung so horribly by those who attacked our nation's capital. I'm telling you, those voices sounded strange and demonic. Indivisible, liberty, justice, uh, for, for all. Grab him by the pussy. Open that door! Open that door, Trump, you son of a bitch! Open that door! Okay, get that key! Get the key! Open that fucking door! Get Fuck! Eventually, the guards broke into the office, turned the music off, but Trump had snuck out onto the roof through the fire escape and started doing a live rooftop Beatles-like performance with his insurrectionist band. Don't grab my vans Don't grab my vans Trump doors, oh like Trump doors, like Trump doors. All of Trump's fans watched and cheered from the ground below. Some even passed out. William Barr eventually decided to allow Trump to continue his spontaneous rally. Although, if any of us pulled that stunt, we'd probably be in the hole for over two weeks. I thought, oh no, this prison is becoming a fucking MAGA cult. The next day I told Trump I didn't appreciate that shit he pulled. Listen you motherfucker, you don't need to be talking that bullshit in here. Remember the reason why you're talking that bullshit in here is because you talked that bullshit out there. You're not my president in here. You are a piece of orange fucking MAGA shit. Morgan, do you ever think you'll get out of here? Yeah, one day when I got a long white beard and one or two marbles rolling around upstairs, they'll probably let my ass out. I can tell you where I go. Let me fucking guess, Russia or North Korea? Okay, you sir, we're not even close. 
I would go either. I would go to Moscow, okay? Yeah, that's fucking Russia, dumbass. It's a place where the people have no say. Vladimir Putin runs the country the way I want to run America. And me and Putin get along just fine. Me and Putin just get along just fine. That's where I want to live the rest of my life. With the Kremlin. A cold, oppressive place. Putin could be my VP. We run the country together. And we solve all the, the problems of everywhere not being Russia. Well, I would say there's only one major setback. And that is... It's fucking Russia! You know, I could really use a guy like you on the other side. Standing in the front row of our Russian Trump rallies. Donald, I, I don't think I can make it in a MAGA Trump Russia dictatorship. I've been in here most of my life. I'm a liberal man. I'm not asking you to believe. You could, you know, just grift. I'm not going to throw my core values and morality away for Trumpism. I respect myself too much for that. I'm not a cuck. But you would be an alpha male. An alpha fucking male. You need to give up on these pop dreams. Moscow is way the hell over there and you're inside a damn correctional facility. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. That's fake news, right? I'm going to get... Busy lying or get busy riding with Biden? I think riding with Biden's pretty good. Have you seen his student loan forgiveness plan? Morgan, if you ever get out of here, will you do me a favor? Uh, sure, Donald. Uh, depending on what it is, of course. I don't want to do anything illegal. I want you to go to 385 Albemarle House Drive, Charlottesville, Virginia, 229 Zero two. That is my Trump winery. There is a rock wall that Mexico built out there. I want you to find this fucking wall. There is a large white wall. I insist that the wall is there. I um first grabbed Melania's pussy under an oak tree out there by this supposed wall. Promise me, Morgan. If you ever get out of here, find this wall. At this wall, you will find a rock that has no earthly business being among all the white rocks. Because it's a black volcanic glass rock. Underneath that rock, there's something buried there. Well, what's buried there? And you will need uh, to dig it up. What the fuck's buried there, Donald? What, what the fuck's buried there? You'll have to dig it up. It, is it like a fucking dead body or government documents? What the fuck's there? Oh, you'll see. I don't like surprises, motherfucker. Also, be sure to visit the gift shop. Buy a bottle of Trump wine. I highly recommend it. The next morning, the prison bars did not open up on time at 6 a.m. Our normal wake-up time. Derek Chauvin and Donald Trump never came out of their privileged room. The warden, William Barr, went to the room to check on him. Hey, um, hey, Derek, Trump, uh, y'all need to get up. Uh, we have a prison to run, you bastards. So when the warden entered the room, no one was in the room. Barr turned over the covers to the king-size bed to no avail. Holy 
fuck? They brought me over to the room. Well, well what? Where the fuck is Donald Trump and Derek Chauvin? Why the fuck should I know? You're Trump's best friend, you should know. N now hold on. I can't stand those two motherfuckers. I could care less. To tell you the truth, I'm relieved those bastards are gone. Because I'm tired of all that MAGA bullshit. You really expect me to believe that? Those two vanished like a fart in thin air. And why are all these damn rocks over here? Those would be Trump's rock sculptures. Rock sculptures? They look like little rock dicks. Uh huh. Those rock sculptures suck. How the fuck did he carve rock sculptures? I'm not entirely sure. And, um, how did he get a Stormy Daniels poster? I wouldn't know. Oh, really? I, I, I heard you're the guy who gets things for people at this prison. Mm. Did you get him this Stormy Daniels poster? No. Did you support his rock dick carving? I did, did not. Did you support his dick? I didn't it support for it. me. No. What are these? Why are there so many calm damn down. rock cocks? Hey, Why are there rock hard cocks all over this I damn don't know. room? Where do you get these rock cocks? I don't know. Are you responsible for these rock cocks? No, no, no. Stop. Stop throwing the damn cocks. I'll throw Stop all throwing the cocks. cocks. The rocks. I'll throw Whatever. all the cocks Stop in here. fucking throwing cocks I'll throw rocks. these cocks. Now you shut the fuck up and you listen. Maybe, um... Maybe Stormy Daniels knows where Trump and Derek are. Hey, sugar tits. Did Trump grab you by the pussy, too? At that moment, William Barr threw a rock at the Stormy Daniels poster, and the rock went straight through the poster. William Barr grabbed the Stormy Daniels poster by the pussy, and then ripped the poster away to reveal a long tunnel. Everyone in the room stood still, staring into the void. In November of 2024, Donald Trump both lost the election to Joe Biden and escaped from Shawshank Prison. And Vasquez found the dead body of Derek Chauvin with a rock hammer to the back of his skull, drowned in the creek where the exit of the fecal matter drain pipe drains into the local creek. It looks like fucking Donald Trump took a massive dump that night in the prison toilet, flushed the toilet, entered the wall tunnel, and breached the massive shit pipe, killed Derek Chauvin with a rock hammer, damn it sounds like we're playing the bull game clue, and used Derek Chauvin's dead body as a surfboard to surf the length of three football fields of shit to his freedom in rapid time. The next morning, Trump met with his children, Ivanka, Don Jr., and Eric. They gave Trump a large bag of money and government documents. Trump told his kids not to let Melania know where he is and kissed his family goodbye as he jumped aboard a Russian plane to meet his old friend Vladimir Putin in Moscow. When the national media found out that Warden William Barr had given Derek Chauvin and Donald Trump privileged positions in the prison, Jack Smith opened up an investigation into William Barr's abuse of power at the prison and also his abuse of power during the Trump administration. A warrant was issued for William Barr's arrest. However, Barr locked himself in his office as he saw the police pulling up to his prison. Now, I would like to quickly note that we have a police siren sound effect coming up. So if you're in the car listening to this, 
Don't be alarmed. You're not getting pulled over. Oh no, oh, oh fuck, oh shit, oh fuck. They're gonna take me to prison, shit. Ah, oh, I know I'm in prison already, but that's because I work here. I'm a, I'm a warden, but I don't wanna go to prison for real. Those prisoners will eat me fucking alive if, I, if I'm placed in here with them. Oh fuck, shit. How did I get in this situation? Hopefully they would, you know, send me to another prison if I'm convicted. Shit, this is a crazy fucking situation. Where's my firearm? Where's my fucking firearm? Bill Barr loaded his gun as the police beat at his door. Bill Barr, we have a warrant for your arrest. We have a warrant for your arrest. How many damn times do we have to break this fucking door down? Get, get the fucking key. Barr put the gun up to his shin and fired. I like to think the last thing that went through Bill Ball's brain, other than that bullet, is to wonder why the fuck he ever supported Donald J. Trump. A week later, I went in front of a parole board to discuss my possible release. I've been turned down numerous times, so needless to say, I had low fucking expectations. Mr. Morgan Freeman, your file here says that you served 40 years of a life sentence. Do you feel you've been rehabilitated? Rehabilitated? Uh, well, let me see. Um, I don't have any idea what that means. Well, it means... To put in the common sense, um, you're ready to rejoin society and, um... I know what you think it means. Well, now, let me get a dictionary out and I can give you the exact definition you need. No, I don't want to fucking hear it. To me, it's just a made-up word. A right-wing propaganda MAGA Trump supporter politician's word. So young people like yourself can come in here and badge on me. And have a job. You really think what you do is a real job? Is it a job to be a judgmental asshole all day? Saying, oh, I think that guy doesn't look rehabilitated. We best let him spend another fucking decade in jail before our next review. What's your real question? Am I sorry for what I did? For taking a human life? For, I mean, a few lives? Well, are you sorry? Another day goes by. I don't feel regret, not because I'm in here or because you think I should. I mean, on a side note, obviously someone should feel regret if they, you know, murdered somebody. That's a given, clearly. We can agree on that, but um, I look back on the way I was. A young, stupid kid who committed those terrible <coughs> triple murders. And then Carissa tried to chop up and burn the bodies along with the evidence. I want to talk to him. I want to try to talk some sense into him. Maybe say, hey, maybe you shouldn't kill those people today or tomorrow. Maybe you can just give them a good beat down or something instead. Or not. Or just not refrain from doing it in the first place. Maybe just not cause them any physical harm at all. Maybe you need to tell your mom to put on some, you know, cartoons. 
and, and put these thoughts of murder out of your fucking head. Just tell them the way things are. But I can't. I don't have a, you know, back to the future time machine. And that boy is long gone. This old man's all that's left. And just to be clear, this old man in front of you today has no thoughts of murder whatsoever. Uh, for instance, I haven't killed a motherfucker while I've been in this joint. And I don't plan to right now with you or anybody here. Or if I ever do leave this correctional facility, I will not murder a fucker today. Like I said, that boy is long gone. This old non-murdering man is all that's left. And I have to deal with it. Rehabilitated? That's just a bullshit word. So you go on and stamp your form, sonny, and stop wasting my damn time. Because either way, you're not getting over on me. I don't give one fuck if I leave here today. I don't give a shit. I guess my honesty paid off because the parole board member stamped approve on my form. They let my ass out of that motherfucking jail. I got out. Worked a shitty job at the grocery store for a while. The job sucked so bad I was working 50 damn hours a fucking week at my fucking age. I was now thinking that smug motherfucker from the parole board set my fucking ass up. I was thinking maybe I should go murder that parole guy, but then again, I really didn't have the desire to anymore. I guess I really have changed for the better. Still, I'm poor, barely able to get by, and now I'm contemplating possibly offing myself. Ironically, the last rehabilitated guy that the prison sent to this home before me also offed himself in this very room. I see his ghost from time to time, and it fucking freaks me the fuck out. This guy even carved his name. Mike Pence was here right before he hung himself. I think he hung himself anyway. I can't imagine anyone else wanting to hang him. So I guess if I decided to off myself, I would keep the trend going. But um, I started to think about the promise I had made to Trump. Not that I cared about his own jazz, but it was sort of an odd, intriguing request. So I thought I'd check it out before I off myself. Maybe there's something there that links Donald Trump to a crime or could help the authorities bring that fucker back to jail. Maybe I will get some, you know, reward money or some shit if I can help authorities. I got some redneck Uber driver and an old red truck to drop me off near the Trump winery in Charlottesville, Virginia. That fella was a dick before I told him I wanted to go to the Trump winery and then that motherfucker wouldn't stop talking about how great it was that a black man like myself was team Trump. After he dropped me off I walked quite a ways. I was pretty scared being the only black man at the winery of a racist former president and cult leader. Eventually I saw a big ass fucking oak tree. I didn't really see a, a wall or rather sections of a wall. Looked like the wall was being built in sections. However, there was a small section right in front of the oak tree. So I started kicking the shit out of that wall and found a black rock 
towards the ground level. Underneath was a um, partially buried Trump hotel case. I opened the case and I found about $3 million in that case. Good thing it was an airline type case and retractable handles that had the rolls at the bottom, you know. Then um, I saw a letter that was written in crayon, so I read it. Morgan, if you're reading this, then I suspect you've got now. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. I'm a stable genius. If this is not you, then some asshole has intercepted the package. And if that's so, please at the very least, leave this letter for Morgan to read. We know you probably checked the money, but at the very least, leave the letter for Morgan. Now, Morgan, if the money is not there, well, you know I at least tried. And if the money is there, you can, like you said, thank my Trump supporters. Then there is also the chance that you could never read this letter. If, like, a gopher, you know, like the one from the Caddyshack, get hold of the letter and runs off with it. So I'm specifically speaking with Morgan. If you are willing to come this far, well, that means you are a radical member of the Trump team and maybe you are willing to come a little bit further. At the bottom of this note is a phone number. You call that number, I will get a Russian plane to you the next 24 hours of your call. You remember the name of the town, don't you? Well, it's Moscow. I'm in Moscow, Moscow. But I feel comfortable writing that in this note because the U.S. would have to start World War II. I, I mean, one, or is it one or uh, is it three? Is it two or one? Three or two, two or one. Or is it three? Is it three now? Anyways, they would have to somehow get around my Russian protection to bring my ass in. Me and Putin, we're getting along so great. We get along just fine. We could use another guy like you to help us get our military operation off the ground. And remember, MAGA is a good thing. You, you don't want to be woke, do you? I hope this letter finds you and finds you well. I hope, like I said earlier, some bastard doesn't find your money. Also, you better not take this money and run. Because if you do, Putin and I will find you. Your president... Donald J. Trump. So I went back to my place for the last time and I carved on that wall beside the Mike Pence was here. Morgan Freeman also was here, not the actor Morgan Freeman. Get busy lying or get busy riding with Biden. I decided to get busy riding with Biden. You're goddamn right. I went out and bought 67 green Corvette convertible and headed out to Mexico. Fuck, there was no way in hell I would ever go to fucking Russia. I find I'm so excited I can barely sit still or hold a thought in my head. I think it's the excitement only Morgan Freeman can feel. A Morgan Freeman at the start of a long journey whose conclusion is uncertain. I hope I can make it across the border. I hope that the wall Trump built doesn't stop me. I hope to never see Donald Trump ever again. I hope Trump and Putin never find me. I hope democracy is here to stay. I hope that the US elections remain as blue as it has in my dreams.
I hope. Concludes the Shawshank unfulfillment. There's one thing Donald makes us makes everyone feel, and um, it, and it's the unfulfillment. He makes us feel the unfulfilled, the unfulfillment. He fills us up and unfulfills us. That's our orange lord. Thank you, Donald, for giving me the strength. The opportunity, the 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 the, the, the fortitude to uh, write this script and pray. I, I pray to you, Donald Trump. I pray that Steven Spielberg picks this movie up. We could even do this movie in the stylized black and white film, you know, style. But like the only color you see in the film is Trump's orange body. It's kind of like what, you know, Spielberg did with the girl in the red dress in the Schindler's List picture. You kind of feel the horrificness of the event. You see everything in black and white, but you see that speck of orange. It just horrifies you about the event. I pray that the movie studios get a hold of me and we make this fucking film. Let's make this fucking film, okay? Let's get our musicians to come down and let's close this shit out. So now that you've heard my wonderful screenplay, we will await as a church together for Steven Spielberg or whoever wants to produce this movie. We could maybe get that Midnight Lie, Sean Milana, the guy, you know, who made the, the movie about the boy that sees all the fucking ghosts. Like, I, I see dead people. Yeah, I think he, he'd be a good one, you know. Um, of course, none of this will ever happen if we don't put our faith in Donald J. Trump. Trump said one day he will return to the to rule the earth, rule the world. He will be our antichrist slash lord to rule us. And we're all correct in the way we think here in the American religion. Americanized religion. He will be our lord. And I'm so glad that we figured out that Trump was really the lord. But remember... If you do not accept our Americanized um, culture, um, cult, uh, I mean uh, religion, before you die on, on here on this here earth, if you don't accept it before you actually pass away, you will one day, you're going to spend eternity with Satan for all time. Eternity. And you know, that's a long damn time. That's a fucking long time. You know how you've waited in line for a roller coaster or something? Well, think about that never fucking ending. You being in that line. Oh, I hope we get... It seems like we're getting up there. No. 
eternity is forever. So, you don't want that shit. So let me give you a death scenario. A relatable scenario of a possible death that could happen to you when you walk out this door today. Such as, you know, getting struck by lightning or whatever, but probably even more relatable than even that. Let's say you are like a adequately muscular man. Like, you are cut, but you're not like fucking huge, huge. You're not like Arnold Schwarzenegger big, but you're more like, you know, Ben Affleck from Batman sort of cut. You are a big guy, attractive guy, well built. And, um, you work at a gym where many extremely muscular guys work out with you and these guys are training for bodybuilding competitions and are humongous they work out in thong speedos banana hammocks and your job is to keep their bodies oiled so you have to spend hours rubbing oil all over these beautiful muscular men it's hard fucking work it's really, really hard work, but you love doing it. You love your job. You finally found a job you're good at, and you love it. You really love doing it. So, after a hard day of oiling these men up, you tell them to go hit the showers. You say, remember tomorrow we start again first thing in the morning at 4 a.m. until 8 p.m. So all the men throw their speedos onto your face and hit the showers. While these men are in the shower, you start to talk to one of um, the muscular men's girlfriends. She is also a muscular person and her name is Christy Denham. And she is a female bodybuilder. She says, I like how you handle my man today. And you say, well, thank you. I am a professional at what I do. I know how to oil man up from top to bottom. And it takes hard dedication and knowledge of the male human physique. <laughs> Jeez, I sound like an old middle school PE teacher. Well, Christy um, Denham says to you, What do you know about the female physique? I'm a bodybuilder too as she pulls her one-piece jumper off and is completely fucking naked. You say, Christ in heaven. Oh, I know absolutely nothing about the female physique, but I can say for certain, I like what I'm seeing right now. Would you like me to oil you up? You really have a great body. So you start oiling her body up. You start you putting oil all over her booty. And Nathan is like, what the fuck are you doing? That's Zane's girlfriend. The bro code, dude. You're like, oh, is, is this Zane's girlfriend? I, I'm not in violation of the bro code. I mean, I, we aren't doing anything wrong. I mean, it's, it's what I do with you guys. I put oil all over you guys. So it's it should be okay. Christy here is a uh, you know female bodybuilder. I'm not doing anything out of line. And Nathan is like, no, it's different. With us, we aren't completely naked. 
we wear thong speedos that cover our genitalia. At best, you may see the outer rim of our assholes if we are, you know, lifting or whatever we typically do. You know, we typically do do a lot of squats, so you probably see the outer rim a lot, but there's a difference. Um, Christy is completely naked here, and I cannot stand for this. This is wrong. And you say, well, you're naked now because he came out of the shower. And Nathan is all like, well, yeah, but I'm not asking you to oil me up, and you're certainly not oiling me up right now or anything. Give me my Speedo so I can have something on if um, uh, someone comes in and gets the wrong idea here. If Zane comes back, we're dead. He's going to be pissed. And Christy speaks up and says, Zane won't care if oil is rubbed all over my body. All over my oh, body. Oh, daddy. Oh. I mean, he does it for you all day. He rubs oil all over you men all day. So it can't be any different. And Nathan screams, but you're naked. And Christy is like, well, so are you. Nathan screams, you need to cover up. Put on your clothes. So Nathan comes forward but slips in the fresh oil that is all over the fucking floor and falls right on Christy's booty from behind and causes Christy's head to fall forward onto your lap. Just as that happens, Zane and the rest of the bodybuilders come back in. Zane is like, what the fuck? Are you spit roasting my fucking girlfriend? You say, no, no, man, no, no. We were just, you know, oiling her up like, you know how I oil you guys up. And Zane screams, are you saying I'm gay, motherfucker? I've never been fucked by, by you or Nathan giving you head while getting oiled up. You bring disgrace to the bodybuilding sport and to the oiling part of the aspects of oiling bodybuilders. You get up in his face because you figure, hey, Nathan is a big guy. Maybe he will protect you and back you up if things, you know, head south and get out of hand. So you tell him, Zane, I was just oiling your girlfriend up because she is a bodybuilder just like you. I was doing my fucking job. I was acting in the scope of my job duties, buddy. Plus, don't don't you think it's a little bit sexist that you you think just because I'm oiling her up that it, that is um, something sexual? You just assume it's because something sexual, and that's it's not because she's an elite bodybuilder and she's just as good as you bodybuilders. And Zane looks at Nathan. Then why was that naked motherfucker helping you? Nathan never helps you oil me. And then Christy points out, Are you mad that you thought I was getting spit roasted? Or are you jealous that these two fellas was oiling me up and not you? And Zane looks down and then he's like, Well, yeah, maybe I would like them to, you know, oil me instead of my weak ass girlfriend. Do you really think you're weak bitch muscles are even worth the fucking oil to lubricate them? Do you really think they can gloss like our muscles? Look at my fucking muscles. You get fucking pissed off and you say, 
You motherfucker! Your your girlfriend is muscular just like a man, and I'm very much turned on by her glossy muscles, especially her muscular vagina. I mean, look at that thing. It looks like pink Lou Ferrigno from the Incredible Hulks. I would love for her to hulk out my dick. She has talent, man, and I am the best oil boy this side of Fitness Planet. I will oil the fuck out of anyone, man or woman. I will oil the fuck out of everybody. It's what I do, and how dare you insinuate that I don't take my job seriously. And then Nathan jumps in and he's like, fuck you, Zane. Maybe if you paid attention and told Christy that you are, you know, fucking proud of her, maybe Christy would have you oiling her big muscular pecs with your dick. But you're just a douche. A fucking douchebag. Then some other muscular man screams, hey, everyone, just calm down. Calm down. Let's just cook some steaks. Maybe do a couple lap bar curls or, or and chill. Let's just all calm down. And then Christy says, You know what? Nathan and this oil boy are right. Zane, you never considered me equal in this gym or in the bodybuilding industry. Fuck you, Zane. I will get oiled by whoever I want. Any of these guys. So then a big brawl breaks out against those who took the side of Zane and then those who took your side and Nathan and Christie's side. A lot more people took Zane's side for some reason. I guess it's the bro code, but... Oil and naked men are just thrown about. You throw oil at these naked men trying to slip them up. They trip and stumble while trying to grab at you. Their naked, uncontrolled genitals cock slap you in the face. Oh, 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 fuck, ah, oh, fuck, ah. You fall to the ground as naked men fall on top of you, mounting you. You are covered and suffocating by naked men and genitals and trying to claw your way through the balls and taints and, and muscles and uh, to the surface. Christy slams her pecs against Zane's face, breaking his jaw, and then Zane quickly injects himself with steroids and starts to really go the fuck off, throwing Christy against the wall. Nathan screams, you fucking performance-enhancing bastard! Nathan slams a 600-pound weight plate against Zane's head, killing him on impact. Zane's dead body, along with the 600-pound weight, fall on top of the naked pile of oily men. So the oil and the pressure of the added weight pops you out of that naked pile of men like a zit. You are hurled through the air at high velocity. You crash through the front window of the gym into the street and a big black tractor trailer then runs you the fuck over. You pass on. Is that how you really want to leave this world? Trampled by a bunch of naked men? And then absolutely obliterated by a big black tractor trailer. Is that how you want to leave this world today? Let me ask you one more question. If you die today in the same exact manner as this, the exact same way, where would you go? Would you go to heaven? 
and <laughs> or would you go to hell? Satan may indict you on charges of satanic charges and attempt to send you to hell and say, hey, let's hold a trial. If a jury finds you guilty of being a non-believer, you go to hell. And maybe you could try to run the clock out by running for heaven office. And you say, oh, I need time to get to heaven and um, pardon myself of these hell charges and uh, throw this case out. You can say, oh, Satan is just being a fucking asshole. It's a witch hunt. Satan has no proof that I'm a bad person or a non-believer. I'm a Trump supporter. It's not gonna work. Like Donald Trump said. You shouldn't pay those dues. You should not pay your dues because they're selling you to hell. You're gonna be going to hell. You're not gonna have any jobs. All those cars are gonna be made in China. Yeah, so you better get, you know, a gas-guzzling car or you're going to hell. And you better be a believer in radical republicanism or you're just a bad person going to hell. <laughs> you're going to hell. And I need you to subscribe to Little White Church or you most definitely go to hell. So... Subscribe to Little White Church and please do not go to hell. Uh. Because they're selling you to hell. You're going to be going to hell. You're not going to have any jobs. All those cars are going to be made in China. All right, that's my time. I'll see you fuckers on the other side. Yeah!